You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. As I mentioned to you guys in yesterday's Tic Tac Tuesday, with the Thanksgiving holiday being on Thursday, we could potentially be shuffling around the schedule, and that's exactly what I ended up doing. So today, instead of having our rewatch Wednesday, where we go over all of my schematic additional analysis from rewatching the coaches' tape, we are instead going to have on Evan Sidery from the Locked On Colts podcast, just like we did two weeks ago to help us begin our preparation for this rematch. Obviously, everybody is busy on Wednesday evening into Thursday with the holiday, so for the schedule to work for me and Evan, we had to have that conversation today, and I'm sure that none of you guys are going to be disappointed by the awesome conversation that we do have. So, back in time, throwing it to the time machine with a crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Excited to get into that conversation with Evan. Before we jump into that conversation, though, we need to talk about all of the roster moves the Titans made on Tuesday. It was a slew of transactions, some good, some bad, some interesting, some meh transactions as well. So we're going to go over all of those and what each of those transactions mean to kick off our show. So we're throwing it back a little way back Wednesday with a crossover Wednesday on the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. Titans fan base and possibly in the organization are still reveling over the comeback overtime victory against the Ravens this weekend. The NFL calendar does not slow down and that means the Titans have to move on quickly and they began that process on Tuesday as they started remaking the roster for a rematch that lies ahead against the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. So let's talk about the slew of roster moves and changes that the Titans did make on Tuesday and what each of those moves mean. So first, the Titans had two key players injured against the Ravens in the game on Sunday. That was inside linebacker Jayon Brown, who suffered a dislocated and fractured elbow, and then also offensive tackle Ty Sambrello. And both of those injuries are reported to be very severe and keep both of those players out for the rest of the season, and that would be confirmed by them being both moved to injured reserve on Tuesday. The Titans also
also cut punter Trevor Daniel, which most in the fan base will be very, very excited for, and defensive back Greg Maben from the 53-man roster. And some positive news for the Tennessee Titans. Punter Brett Kern, the All-Pro, the Pro Bowl punter, and rookie cornerback Christian Fulton and depth cornerback Ty Smith were all designated to return from injured reserve, which means they have a 21-day window to get back into practice and not count against the roster, but after that 21-day window, they will have to be activated, and if not, they will be placed back on injured reserve, or the Titans could do as they have with Adoree Jackson, activating those players back to the 53-man roster, but still keeping them inactive as they heal from their injuries. But that's great news. And then on the flip side of that, two players cut from the Titans practice squad were punter Ryan Allen and kicker Giorgio Tavecchio. So, when you think about what's taken place here, punter Trevor Daniel is cut from the 53-man roster. Punter Ryan Allen is cut from the practice squad. Brett Kern is designated to return from IR. Seems like there is a very, very good chance that the Titans will be getting back their all-pro punter, Brett Kern, this weekend. As for the two cornerbacks, Christian Fulton and Ty Smith, we will wait to see exactly what the Titans' plans are for those players, but it looks very promising to get all three of these players back by the end of the week. To fill those two practice squad spots, though, left by Ryan Allen and Giorgio Tavecchio, we have another kicker in Sam Sloman and also veteran quarterback Deshaun Kaiser. Last week, quarterback for the Titans, Trevor Simeon, who's been on the practice squad throughout the season, was actually stolen away off the Titans practice squad by the New Orleans Saints because the Titans decided last week not to shield Trevor Simeon from being poached by another team. A curious decision, but clearly they didn't think that Simeon was anything that they couldn't replace. And on Tuesday, the Titans went ahead and replaced Simeon by adding quarterback Deshaun Kaiser, which makes the four practice squad protected players much more important this week. Now when you see what can happen to the Titans in terms of losing Trevor Simeon. So the Titans are protecting four practice squad players this week. Linebacker Will Compton, who will have an increased role now that Jayon Brown is on IR, and that's basically what that means. The Titans will need to use Will Compton much more on rundowns. They'll need to use Kenny Vaccaro when he gets back healthy as a linebacker in passing situations to take over that Jayon Brown role, and we should get a lot more Amani Hooker taking the Kenny Vaccaro role at safety on passing downs. So that's how the Titans will deal with that. So Will Compton, a critical player for them. Also, center Daniel Murner is going to be protected. The Titans are obviously having major issues along the offensive line with injuries, so that makes sense. Long snapper Matt Overton will be protected. The Titans don't have a long snapper currently on their roster, so it makes sense that Overton would be protected. And then linebacker Tazar Skipper, who is an edge rusher, outside linebacker, he'll be protected as well. The Titans clearly don't have a lot of depth at edge, so it makes sense to protect him as well. So the Titans have begun preparing their roster for a critical matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. And now it is time for us to begin our preparation for the Indianapolis Colts by having a crossover conversation with Evan Sidery from the Locked On Colts podcast. Excited to jump into that conversation with you guys here on a Way Back Wednesday crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Remember, tomorrow is Thanksgiving and there's no way I'm going to let you guys go without 
a Thanksgiving pod to listen to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little bit of fun here. I'm going to do the classic, what am I thankful for? Also going to give you guys that rewatch Wednesday content that I normally do on Wednesday. We will have a rewatch segment going over some schematic information I picked up from rewatching the coaches tape multiple times from the game against Baltimore. And we'll probably do maybe a little, which Titans player is which Thanksgiving food. I always enjoy that new team, new year new Thanksgiving could jump into that either way we're gonna have a lot of fun and I'm gonna have a podcast up there for you in the morning on Thursday so you have something to listen to during your holiday commute so just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a schedule update before we get into that crossover conversation with Evan before we do get into that conversation though I want to tell you guys about Echelon. When it comes to staying or getting in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, hitting your fitness goals, or feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers next generation connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. And remember, we're about to hit the holiday season. One of these at-home fitness equipment pieces could be a great gift. Also, let's be real, every year at the end of the year going into the new year, every single one of you is going to talk about increasing your fitness level, getting in better shape, being a healthier you. Well, it's a perfect time to get yourself a gift for the holidays that will help you accomplish your goals in the new year, and that is Echelon, and unlike their competitors you've probably heard of, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. Once again, that's Echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash NFL. Make sure you try Echelon Fit today. Protecting my family is my number one priority, but I want to do it safely. The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are smart and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or your purse, yet they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns can carry unnecessary risk for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ineffective. Taser's products are safer and easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape, and if you've been using your Echelon fitness equipment, then you'll be in great shape, have good speed, and have a great opportunity to escape. And they send an emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with Taser's network of devices, apps, and personnel. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code NFL. Once again, save 15% right now at taser.com, promo code NFL. That's T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code NFL. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, 
everybody. Welcome back into your crossover special here on the Locked On NFL channel and Locked On NFL Podcast Network. I am Evan Sire, the host of Locked On Colts, joined by Tyler Rowan, the host of Locked On Titans. Two teams kind of arguably their biggest wins of the season the, in overtime, too. The Titans over the, the Ravens 30 24 in Baltimore, and the Colts 34 31 over the Green Bay Packers in overtime as well. Tyler, how are you doing today on this Thanksgiving week? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's nice to talk to you again, you know, just two weeks later. And, and you're right, uh, coming off two just incredibly monstrous wins for both teams in the middle of this playoff hunt. So really exciting football. I'm sure both uh, fan bases are, are really feeling great right now. Yeah, definitely want to hit on that, of course, because both teams are now 7-3. and three. The Colts hold the official tiebreaker right now with their win mm-hmm. last Thursday over the Titans, 34-17. to 17. But a, a huge one upcoming on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium because it's going to be one where if, if the Colts win that one, Tyler, it's going to be a tough sling for the Titans to win this AFC South or the Titans yes. win one. It's going to be really a race to the finish between both these teams to mm-hmm. get that AFC South Divisional crown. But let's start before we dive into the Titans' schedule and the rest of their season. We're going to do the same thing on the Colts' side as well. But that 30-24 win in Baltimore for the Titans over the Ravens, the Colts struggled mightily against Baltimore. Tennessee really had a solid game plan throughout, ended up winning that game in overtime. What was your overall assessment of that game? Because from the Colts' side of things on their offense, they couldn't do much at all against Baltimore, but the Titans really could do almost everything. Well, the the Titans did have certain struggles against Baltimore, especially early in the game. They really kicked it on in the second half and scored 20 of their 30 points uh, in the second half. So they really kicked it on. But what basically happened was the Titans started wearing down Baltimore's defense. They had some injuries up front. So throughout the course of the game, you know, it's the old cliche. The Titans are are, uh, a heavy-handed puncher. They're throwing body blows all game. And then eventually Derrick Henry knocks you out at the end. Well, basically the Ravens defense just got tired at the end of the game and they just couldn't hold up against the Titans physicality anymore that's why you saw A.J. Brown at the end of the game run through four Ravens for 12 yards for a touchdown and then Derrick Henry trot for 30 yards for the game winner so the Titans just wore down the Ravens defense who quite frankly uh, was missing a lot of their talent especially up front with Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell but uh, also that was a, a weakness of the Ravens that the Titans exposed last year maybe the Titans are just the perfect kryptonite for Baltimore at least it seems like that. Yeah, it really does. Just the toughness on both sides of the ball for Tennessee really showed through mm-hmm. on Sunday. And you have to think Mike, Mike Vrabel knew this game plan from last January. It kind of implemented the yep. same thing. And well, this- everyone's copied it this year. That's the thing. Every other team that's played against the Ravens has copied. Even Lamar Jackson has had quotes after losses saying they're basically doing what the Titans did. I mean, the book, the book is kind of out on the Titans as well, but the book is out on the Ravens for certain. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be a team, obviously, to watch for later on between both the Colts and the Titans to be closer to January mm-hmm. football. But let's head on the Titans' schedule the rest of the way, Tyler, because win or loss, the Titans are still going to be heavy in the playoff race here. I think they're going to be, if not the AFC South winner, they will be a top wild card team. This Colts game on Sunday, of course, is a huge one for both teams, the biggest of the year as far as implications to go for the division. But look at their last five after that, home against the Browns, at Jacksonville, home against the Lions, at Green Bay and then at Houston, who's just a dumpster fire this year. Mm-hmm. I'm only seeing maybe two losses on the schedule the rest of the way, if all goes well for Tennessee, Tyler. How big is this game coming on Sunday for them against the Colts? Because if they were to beat Indianapolis, they could be at 13-3, 12-14, maybe with a uh, two or three seed. You know what's crazy is that the Titans and the Colts are just in such similar positions, except for the Colts won that first matchup. So imagine just – I don't think this will be the case, and we could talk about that, but imagine the Titans win against the Colts on Sunday. Well, now we both have five games left. You guys have the Raiders 
And then the Steelers in week 16, which is really a really tough game. The Titans have the Browns right after, which is kind of like their Raiders matchup. And then they have the Packers in week 16, which is the really, really difficult matchup against a good team. So it's almost like, you know, the the Titans and the Colts are in very similar spots in terms of the strength of schedule that they have going forward. So that makes this matchup even more critical. But yeah, I think the Titans, although the Browns are a very good team, I think the Titans match up really matchups make fights as they say in boxing to bring a second boxing analogy into the segment, but matchups makes fights. And I think the Titans actually match up very well against the Cleveland Browns. So I feel really good about that game. The Packers, although they are a really good team, they're nowhere near as good as the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they're definitely a beatable team as you guys proved over the weekend. So I feel really good about the Titans ability to win the division if they're able to beat this game, but, or win this game. But uh, I don't feel great about this match matchup about the Colts and quite frankly I haven't felt great about the matchup against the Colts for 20 years yeah that, that's very true the Colts I think have won 20 of the last 24 matchups against the it's Titans. unbelievable man it's it's just it's one of those things they're the big brother in the division you kind of got Ed Ed and Eddie with the Texans the Jags and the Titans and they're all just sitting there maybe hoping they can take down big brother and year after year even when the Titans look like they have the Colts right where they they got them the Titans lose at home maybe their worst game of the season completely botch it special teams errors miscommunications on defense they're least disciplined game of the year came in their biggest game of the year against the freaking Indianapolis Colts. So yeah, this game is obviously so big, but the Titans schedule and the Colts schedule going forward look similar and look pretty soft. Last one I had for you, Ty, before we dive into some Colts discussion about this game. And, of course, we'll get our predictions at the end of the show as well for this really huge game on Sunday. Hopefully they flex it. I don't think they're going to do that at this point, Tyler. But let me ask you just about the Titans hierarchy in the AFC right now. You, of course, have the Steelers and the Chiefs in their own tier right now. But that tier, two, you have the Colts, you have the Titans, you have the Ravens, the Bills. It feels like to me, Tyler, I mean, of course, the Colts did show against Baltimore a little bit, but that was after a really solid first half. And that after the offense just died off a little bit, the Titans, of course, beat Baltimore and the Colts beat the Titans. So it feels like those three teams, maybe you can include Buffalo, too, if you want to. It feels like, honestly, the winner of this game on Sunday between the Colts and the Titans could have the top spot of being that third best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, I, I think so. I, especially from the Titans side, obviously you're paying attention to all the tiebreakers and everything on the Colts side, but the Titans already beat the Bills. So if they can find a way to beat the Colts and then have similar records going down the stretch, um, the Titans have beaten uh, the Texans and the Jags in their opening matchup. So, you know, I would expect the Titans to win those games again, or they should. The Colts still have some division games to play as well. So I think if the Titans can win this game against the Colts with the tiebreaker over the Bills and the Browns on their schedule, and I think the Colts will beat the Raiders, so that would help the Titans in theory. I think if the Titans win this game, they do get the third seed in the AFC. But on the flip side of that, uh, the Colts would have pretty much the division in a chokehold if they win the game and I think that they're a better team overall than the Bills so in my opinion I would see the Colts ending up with the third seed as well which will be critically important going forward yeah a huge game coming on Sunday here we're going to head on the Colts side of things now with Tyler asking me some questions here we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors the geniuses over at Built Bar have done 
it again. They will be offering an incredible holiday deal on the best tasting protein bars in the universe. Are you dreaming of a white Christmas on a Black Friday? Well, beginning on Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m., Built Bar is introducing the all-new white chocolate bar, and it'll be available while supplies last. And as you know from the last time we worked with Built Bar, these things go quick. The white chocolate cookies and cream will be available, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein. The white chocolate salted caramel wait what white chocolate salted caramel my favorite built bar is the salted caramel so i cannot wait to try this out 130 calories 17 grams of protein as well you can get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased and you'll get 25% off all products all weekend long. So go to BuiltBar.com, get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get an extra percentage off your order. So that's 25% off all weekend long. You get two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased, and you get additional savings by using promo code Locked On. So why not try the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy on this holiday weekend? Alrighty, we are back for segment two of our crossover. Evan Sider of Locked On Colts, joined by Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans. Tyler, I'll give you the floor now to ask him some Colts questions. Yeah, absolutely. Just wanted to dive into the schedule. I, I talked a little bit. Well, I guess before we get into the schedule, I wanted to ask you about that thrilling win against the Green Bay Packers, kind of a similar situation to the Titans. You get down early, you fight back, you get into overtime, and you come through with a victory. So maybe just a quick synopsis of how they got down, how they came back, and how you feel about you know the team coming out of what could be their best win of the season. Yeah, what a hell of a game that was on Sunday. Just the way entertaining it too. It was great yeah. from the outside so, perspective. So entertaining, just because you have hot Rod Rodrigo Blankish to make that game winner in overtime. But that defense we talked mm-hmm. about before weeks ago, they just shut down Aaron Rodgers in that second half, and that just goes to show you just how impressive Matt Eberflus mm-hmm. and that defense is. They can adjust yes. on the fly and just really choke hold of teams out. But we saw against Tennessee, and now we see it in Green Bay. Incredible stat here, Tyler. In the last two weeks, they played against the Titans and the Packers. The Colts have outscored both teams 41-3 in the second half, which just shows you just the, how dominant they are in the second half right now. And, and really, Phillip Rivers, too. I give him credit as well. Michael Pittman Jr. is sending his number one wide receiver right now. But also, Phillip Rivers is keeping the ball out of harm's way. He's being very efficient, which he has been almost throughout the whole season outside of that Cleveland game where he really cost them the game. But I really think it was just a solid effort all around, and most due to the defense. They had a really poor first half there, but the adjustments that Iberflus made on the fly really was helpful. And we saw the Colts really start to gain momentum in the second half thanks to those, those plays on the defensive side. Michael Pittman Jr., that touchdown at the beginning of the game, I think he's starting to really ascend, as we saw against Tennessee mm-hmm. as well, into yep. their number one wide receiver. So I think really it was an all-around effort, but that defense, I'd be shocked. I mean, maybe, maybe it's more offense versus defense nowadays, Tyler, where these guys don't get jobs as a defensive coordinator. But – I'd be shocked if Matty Refluce did not get looks for a head coaching job this offseason. 
Well, to me, I, I agree 100%. And the thing that stands out to me most about the Colts is the consistency. It's every single play, every single week. They, they don't always play great, but they're always consistent in their keys. It's just they're always in the right gap on defense. They don't blow a lot of coverages. They don't make a lot of communication mistakes. Everyone seems to be on the same page. And when you can execute at a high level like that because you consistently rely on your teammates, and then you start mixing in some of the exotic stuff we've seen from them this this year just a, a fantastic defense a fun team to watch quite frankly I hate that it's the Colts but they are a fun team to watch with how consistent they are on defense but that kind of leads me we get an idea of the team that leads me into a, a big picture view of the Colts here taking a look at their schedule going forward as I kind of teased earlier they have the Titans game coming up but after that it's a, a game against the Texans uh, a game in Vegas against the Raiders, which could be kind of tough, then at home against the Texans, then a game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, which could be very difficult. But if the Steelers have the number one seed wrapped up two weeks out, that could be an easy win going up against the JV Steelers. And then you finish out the game uh, or the season with the Jags. So how do you feel about the Colts' chances in the AFC? I mean, is it possible for them to maybe even make a run at the Chiefs if they can beat the Titans on Sunday? I think it's very possible, Tyler. Just, that Steelers game at the end of December is going to really decide whether Pittsburgh's playing or not. I like mm-hmm. how they match up with Pittsburgh, but this Titans game on Sunday is really going to decide everything for me just because I hyped it up to our audience on Locked on Colts that this last few weeks was murderer's row for them. Just you go against the Titans twice, you go against the Packers. If they come out of that 3-0, and I maybe honestly would have thought 1-2 and would be okay just as far as playoff odds go. But if you go 3-0 and against those two teams – that just speaks a lot to the way this team's turning the corner right now. It almost reminds me of 2018 when Andrew Luck was still the correct for this Colts team to start off one and five, and they'd go on a huge run just playing complimentary football all around. And that, that really is what this 2020 Colts team is reminding me of as well, Tyler, because the offense is really clicking right now. Phillip Rivers, I think it's obvious now after a couple of weeks that he needed some time to gel with this new team with no OTAs, no training camp, yes. no on-field activities. He's really starting to show that he's a very good fit in this offense over the last couple of weeks. The defense, of course, after that really horrible week one in Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew tore them up. They've been an elite defense the rest of the way. They're really starting to ascend as well. Julian Blackman, I think, should be a defensive rookie of the year. Yes, he's been so good. It's it's unbelievable how clutch he is, too. He seems to make the big play every week. It reminds me of uh, Eddie Jackson from the Bears earlier in his career when it, he was a young guy and just seemed to make every play and always force a big turnover. Yeah, I think Julian Blackman, I think I've been saying this as well. I think a lot of Colts fans would agree. He's probably the most impactful rookie they've had since Darius Leonard in 2018 on the defensive mm-hmm. side. It really goes to show the building blocks they've been placed on defense. And, of course, the special teams. We saw in Tennessee last year, Vinatieri missed a couple of kicks, even though they still won. Rodrigo Blankett's just been a huge upgrade over Vinatieri at this point of his career. Of course, Vinatieri's now retired, I have to imagine. He has not been signing anywhere else at age 47. But Blankenship is really starting to come to his own over the last couple of months. And I love up- him. I, yeah, I just want to say that out loud. I have him. I'm in five fantasy leagues against my will. All five, I have Rodrigo Blankenship. He is a stud. Yeah, hey, hey, you got to respect the specs like he said. <laughs> respect the specs, man. I, I dig it. Yeah, I know. Listen, maybe it's just the Titans kicking situation over the last few years, but do you hear how my heart just absolutely begs for a good kicker? I just see them, and they're just beautiful models out in the pasture. I can't help it. So I have to admire from afar, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it reminds me, honestly, just not to get off too, too off topic here, but the kicking situation at times reminds me of the Colts last year. I mean, mm-hmm. we have been to Terry missing a lot of kicks, and surprisingly enough, Goskowski, a future Hall of Famer himself, is now missing those kicks. But mm-hmm. that's something that Tennessee's got to watch for later on the season, of course. But this cold schedule, you have Tennessee outcoming. Let's say they win against the Titans, for example, Tyler. You play against the Texans, who are no slouch because the Colts and Texans always have good games. Deshaun Watson can never count out, but this year yes. just seems like the Texans are just really in the dumps right now, waiting to get that new coach on board, new GM on board. So mm-hmm. I really see – and like you mentioned, the Vegas game could be tough on December 13th at uh, 4.05 Eastern time. I really think that could be a tough game for the Colts, but I think the Buccaneers showed earlier on this year when they went to Vegas, it's kind of the blueprint team should use is run down their throat, some play-action passing game, and they really came out and just whooped the Raiders in that. So I think the Colts matched up very well with Las Vegas. And then you have the Steelers game, of course, which really will decide if the Colts can run this table or not. But I think coming out of this, this Colts looks like a 13-3, 12-4 team, at worst 11-5. and This Titans game is really going to be the measuring stick for the rest of the way because if they do win this game, Tyler, they're going to have that stranglehold in the division. And it really will be tough for the Titans to get back into it. They'll almost have to run the table and let the Colts lose one or two. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with your assessment based on the schedule and the way they've been playing. I, I don't see why any of that uh, couldn't possibly take place. Well, before we get into our score predictions and we get out of here and send you off into the holiday, I just want to take a moment, Evan, although we are battling it out and you know one of the teams is going to win the division, one of the teams isn't, can we just take a moment and appreciate the fact that we aren't the Texans or the Jags. We're the two teams that are battling it out at the top not at the bottom. It feels nice, doesn't it? I mean, it's it been does. a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen like a Colts-Titans rivalry, but the last yes. like year or two, it really seems like this is starting to be the rivalry in the AFC South, which is really fun. Yeah, and it's a good time. It makes for good football. But let's get into those game score predictions here before we head off into our turkey days. Uh, I will start off here. I wish that I could be more optimistic, but I've talked about the consistency that the Colts have in the first matchup. I thought it could be close. I even said that I could see the Colts win in 27 to 21, even though I predicted a Titans victory because I was worried. I see what the Colts have. I see what they're putting together and they're hitting their stride at the right time in the season and playing in Indianapolis after a tough game against the Ravens and the banged up nature of the Titans roster right now. I think that the Colts do win this game, and I think they have a, a, a pretty good handle on it. I'm going to say 31-21, uh, to 21, the Colts win. Okay. I'm going to give the Titans a little bit more uh, benefit of the doubt here. I just With the way they played in Baltimore, I'm going to go with a closer score in this one. I'm going to go 24-23, the Colts win with another hot rod game winner. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be very close – the Titans are going to adjust. I imagine they're really going to adjust the special teams too because, honestly, Tyler, that game could have gone Tennessee's way if not for the special teams blunders they had. So, If not for A.J. Brown dropping the ball. If the Titans go up 14 to nothing late in the first quarter, I, I think the game goes different. But that's why you play. There's t- Every NFL game you go, if he did this and he dropped that and, he, and you just got to get it done. The Titans, after that game, completely over – well, now they have overhauled what they're doing. The Titans should have their uh, all-pro punter, Brett Kern, back. So hopefully, you know, that eliminates that as a risk. But the reality is the Colts play great special teams ball. So who's to say they don't find some other way to change the game on special teams in a different, you know, area of opportunity. So I 
I think that although it may not be the punting team, that the Colts have a clear advantage on special teams, and you can't count out them using that advantage to change the game. So that's where I see I see a, a big time play for the Colts special teams, whether it's a return or a block or a, a fake onside or a fake punt, something like that, a big special teams play will turn this ball game for the Colts and allow them to, to have things in hand. So we're both going with a Colts victory in this one to really put the Colts in a the catbird seat, so to say, for the AFC South. The Titans yes. are to really play catch by that point after getting swept. So that's going to do it for this episode, our crossover special between Locked On Colts and Locked On Titans. Colts fans, we want to go listen to Tyler's analysis on the Titans. Go follow and subscribe to Locked On Titans, whatever platform listening to. And same for Titans fans out there. If you want to get more Colts analysis, just go follow us and subscribe wherever you listen to at Locked On Colts. Tyler, appreciate the time, man, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too as well. That's all I want to say is a happy Thanksgiving to all the Colts fans out there. Obviously, a happy Thanksgiving to all my Titans listeners and a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. I always appreciate our conversations. Well, that was an excellent crossover conversation with Evan. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Going to be back with you tomorrow for a happy Thanksgiving. And certainly, I hope if any of you guys are doing any traveling on Wednesday or have any holiday activities today, that you are safe and sound and having a good time with your family and friends while you do that. But I will be back with you guys tomorrow for Thanksgiving. We're going to go over some rewatch information, going to have a little bit of fun with some uh, some random segments, some Thanksgiving-inspired segments as well. So should be a pretty good time. Want to have something for you guys, just a quick short podcast to help out during that holiday commute. So I'll be talking to you all tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Stay safe, stay happy, my friends. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.